0: I saw a quote from a friend who's also a seven and she posted this on her Instagram. And it said, and I was like, this is my life. Thank you so much for this reminder. It said, those who spend a lifetime delaying gratification may one day find themselves rich in savings, but poor in memories, having sacrificed too much joy at the altar of compounding interest. And I was like, if that, if that ain't the summary of what a seven believes about a budget, I don't know what is. Why would I sacrifice the joy for saving when I can have the memory? I'm Kim. And I'm Camille. And this is Enneagram for the Culture, where two dope Black therapists discuss how therapy, Blackness, and the Enneagram come together. Hello, jazz right. hands.
1: No, that was um, a combustion. Like the symbols? An explosion happening mm. with glitter.
0: Oh, out. I am into that. I'm mm-hmm. into that vision. Mm-hmm.
2: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I am yes, here I'm
1: for it. Channeling, channeling my four energy today. Yes. Using my
2: imagination. Mm mm-hmm. <laughs> hmm.
0: Mm hmm. Mm hmm. So let's jump into it. We are doing the fours today. Um, but first we are going to chat about how the Enneagram showed up for us this week.
2: Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Me first.
0: I don't know who's first, but you can go first. How did Kim? How did the Enneagram show up for you?
1: Um, I've been trying to so since we've been talking about the holy idea and virtue and fixation and passion, and we recorded obviously three last time. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Um I've just been, yeah, I've been paying more attention to really how that habit part, like the mental habit and the emotional habit, like how it shows up. And I realized this week that I habitually mentally deceive myself regarding how much time I have to get stuff done. Okay. Like I noticed it came up when I was, I had a client and I had about 15 minutes before the session. And as you've already pointed out, thank you threes can tend to have an ongoing list of things to like do, or that needs to get done in our head. Mm -hmm. So I had my list and I will habitually try to fit so much more from the list in the time that I have. Mm
2: -hmm.
1: I realized Camille that there's something about, it's almost like I want to like challenge myself. It's a lot like, when you use your GPS to help you get somewhere and it says it's going to take you, you'll be there in 20 minutes and you're like, I bet I can get there at 15. It's mm-hmm. like that all the time where I'm like, yeah, I know I have 15 minutes and I know I really probably can't get these 25 tasks done in 15 minutes. But what if I can?
2: Mm-hmm. And
1: so it makes me late <laughs> a lot. <laughs> uh-huh. Uh-huh. But also... Sometimes I surprise myself and I get a lot more done than I probably should have in the amount of time that I did. So I realized that that's a habit.
2: That is so interesting.
0: And again, it would be because of the how it would look to yourself, mainly, it sounds like in this, because you're up by yourself,
1: to be able to say, I got it all done. Mm, I hadn't even thought about the optics
2: part.
0: Right. Cause the motivation would be different. Cause I do think about like, I think about like probably ones do this, right? On some ways, like with their ever never ending list. Um, I do it, but again, not for, I do it out of like <laughs> just doing a million things at once. And like, <laughs> <laughs> and I do the GPS thing out of um, a game. Like,
1: yeah. Yeah. Let's see if I can do
0: it, but not in like a, I'm
1: awesome if I do. it's just sort of like well no, maybe I do feel a sense of I definitely do feel a sense of yeah, I do feel a sense of accomplishment if I do, not like I'm awesome, but just like
2: yeah more so yeah, like competitive, like I did it that's awesome, and funny that you're noticing that that's
0: the that's the work right there, right? just to like be able to notice it and then no, like what yeah. is that what does it do for me is it just to, like whatever and obviously that's such a kind of a benign it's not like that's not going to get in the way of anything but it's still interesting to notice those things of why why do I do that mm-hmm. or is. I do it the word that you use was habitually like I, I just naturally habitually do it
1: I can definitely pay attention to how like like I said the mental habit or in the emotional habit like um I can understand why it's framed that way because it, it, it's almost like yeah you're not thinking about it hmm no, it's not, it's not, it's not intentional. It's just, it's just kind of, yeah, where you where you land.
2: I love that. Okay.
1: For
0: me. Oh, well, Kim, ask me what I did last night on a Friday night.
1: What did you do last night on a Friday night,
2: Camille?
0: I stayed home
2: uh-huh. and
0: I worked on my budget. Oh. Which is like, I don't know how to describe the horribleness for me and I've heard a lot of other sevens for working on a budget. Um, mm, it's horrible.
2: Yeah. And
0: I did for like three hours. on wow. uh, Friday night. Right. Because I had to my, is this was not, this was not my like own will. Um, <laughs> my accountant was like, Hey, we really need to look at, some numbers I'm a bad I'm not the greatest accountant client because she'll be like okay well how much was that thing and I'll be like it was around like $30 and she'll be like this is not a conversation but this, this is the gist of it it'll be $30 she's like okay well how much was it actually I was like like around 30 and then she'll be she'll look and she'll be like it was like 12 22. <laughs> I was like yeah that's about or like not, I'll be like it's $22 and um, well I round up. So really it'd be like, I'd say it's like it was like $27.20. She's like, that's not $30. And I'm like, it's about $30. Like, <laughs> it's about that. Um, I just hate numbers and I hate a budget. Yeah. And I am really proud of myself because I did something very unfun. Um, and I was also like, I had to, when I tell you the pep talk. That had to happen days in advance to do this thing. (laughs) And I was like, Camille, it's only one Friday. Like, let's just get it done. You're not going to die. Yes, you're not going to like this, but it's okay. You will be okay. You're not going to die. You're not going to be stuck here forever. And I did it. Now, I have to do it again next Friday because I didn't finish it all. Because it was hard. Um, but I, I'm really, really, really proud of myself. I mean, I am basically the most self-actualized seven out there right now. Thank you very <laughs> much. <laughs> Everybody round of applause.
2: So you know for?
1: The most self-actualized seven in the world right now. Cause she did her budget. <laughs> half of it. Just half of it. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Absolutely. And then, actually, now that I'm thinking about it, I saw right when I finished, after I had done the painful work, painful work, I saw a quote from a friend who's also a seven. And she posted this on her Instagram. And it said, and I was like, this is my life. Thank you so much for this reminder. It said, those who spend a lifetime delaying gratification may one day find themselves rich in savings, but poor in memories. Having sacrificed too much joy at the altar of compounding interest. And I was like, if that ain't, if that ain't the summary of what a seven believes about a budget, I don't know what is. Why would I sacrifice the joy for saving when I can have the memory? It's hard. It's really hard. Because I don't I barely think about it. Well, what, so what about
1: after, So after the budget is done? It's halfway mm-hmm. done. I know. But when you finish it next Friday. Yeah. Like, how will that feel for you moving through life, knowing that you have a budget? Is it securing or does it feel like a trap, like limits? like
0: It feels like a limit. It feels like traps. It feels horrible. Um, So then it's going to have to be a conversation around how do we make for me? I sort of just need ranges. I need (laughs) flexible. Flex, flex space. Um, mm-mm, mm-mm, mm-mm. You know, like I went through once. I went through James Dave Ramsey <laughs> once, and there were I had a lot of problems with it. A lot of problems with it. A um, lot of problems <laughs> with it
2: <laughs> for a
0: number of reasons, <laughs> personal and societally. But anyway, yeah. we will not get into that. But. You know his his idea of like the like the envelope system with like yep. you put money. Who what? would who would steal from Peter to Paul? There was Rob. Like who would put Rob Paul? There was pay Peter me, me absolutely. What my my entertainment money is already gone. <laughs> We're gonna have. Oh, to let's miss. see
1: what let's see what's going on in utilities over here. Oh, <laughs> what do you got? Looks <laughs> like Ron?
0: Lots of money over here. Remove this over here. It'll all work out in the end because it was 30 (laughs) dollars. It was around $30. It was fine. It was fine. YOLO, YOLO. You do not know what's coming tomorrow. (laughs) And I would like to go and see a movie with my friends. This has been, when I talk about a journey. Yeah. It's a journey. Little 18-year-old Camille in college. mm, She loved Cold Stone ice cream. And so she would go all the time with her friends, all the time.
2: So there was some overdraft fees. There were were some overdraft fees. I can
0: can confidently say (laughs) that 18-year-old Camille would not even know what to think about me now on a Friday night with a spreadsheet, typing away, looking at her bank account plugging in the numbers, mm. she'd be proud.
1: I was just going to say, I bet she'd be proud.
0: Right. Now, again, those numbers, I don't know what they mean. I, I literally wrote my account and afterwards I was like, I don't know what any of this means, but here are the numbers. Um, <laughs> I've at least done that. And that is a success.
1: Good job, friend. I'm proud of you.
0: Thank you, Ken.
2: let's do it
1: yes let me refresh your memory just briefly about our fours fours live primarily in their imagination and in their feelings deep down they have a hidden idealized self or a vision of the person they passionately desire to become this idealized self is incredibly creative socially adept And universally desired. They measure themselves against this idealized self and constantly feel they come up short, feeling that they are somehow defective or flawed. They believe no one will truly love them. So they strive to become the idealized self to be loved. Mm. Uh, Our four friends are also in the heart triad, so we're rounding out the heart triad and talking about fours. And so remember. The types in this triad share um, an emotional struggle with shame and all of the types in the heart triad have
2: image issues. Ding. <laughs> <laughs> all right.
1: So, yeah, that's overview on fours. If you want to um, do a deeper dive, go back to season one. Episode
2: seven, hopefully. Is the right one for you to check out? I thought it was episode eight. Maybe it's eight. They're titled, so you can go <laughs> back and find. <laughs> we don't have one. it written in on notes. <laughs> eight. Okay. So it's season one, episode eight. Yep, yeah, not seven. So
0: yes, that's the the short version, but today we're gonna jump into the holy idea and virtue for um type four. And so the holy idea again is the um what each number uh, is striving for without their armor. Um so who are you without the armor? What do you, what belief do you really cling to without the armor? I um, mean, we've been using those analogies of um the 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 bar that we're holding on to, um, that we're clinging to um to try and get something. And the and the holy idea for a four, the thing that they're trying to that they're searching for is this word called origin. Um, and what this means is it's that everything assumes its original and whole form and connection. There's nothing of importance missing or lacking, and that we or a four is deserving of connection just for being. And that that creates this sense of wholeness amongst everybody. So the way that we were kind of fleshing this out is, um, well, what came to mind actually for me first was uh, there's a song that that I sing at church. And I, you also said that you guys sing it at church, um, that I need you to, I need you. And it's the lines about, I need you to survive. Um, I pray for you. You pray for me. Um, that song, I'm sure.
1: Kyle Walker. Mm-hmm.
0: Yes. Already singing along. And I just thought of that idea of we keep you kind of keep repeating in the song, "I need you to survive." um, and I was thinking about that in that, like if I were to say to Kim, like I need Kim to survive just for for Kim, I, I need Kim to survive to, as Kim, um but then I, Camille, need Kim to survive, That there's a relationship um when I sing that song, I think about that that I need you to survive, but I need you for me to survive, um just as you are um just as Kim, just as whoever, um, your presence is needed by me in this world and for my life. Um, and so that's the wholeness of, um, that there, there's nothing lacking in who you are for me to survive. Um, and so that's that idea of origin. And then also that With that comes that there is a uniqueness to you as an individual person, but that uniqueness is what is, again, needed for all of us. And that it's not something that is, um, you don't have to belong because you are unique. You just belong just because you're you. Um, and so that's the idea of origin. Mm
2: -hmm.
0: It's, It's everything is its original and whole form. And that is deserving of connection.
1: Yeah. When we used to sing that song in my home church, I mean I, I feel like there was a time where we were singing it every Sunday. And the whole, I remember the whole point um, was to just remind us that we're all connected. Um and that we do, um, that we 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 rely on one another. Um, and so yes, I love that this came up for you when it when we're talking about fours, um, being able to, you know, have that um perspective and remembering um as a part of that need you know human to human is absolutely for you to be you <laughs> like I need you to to need to be yourself and to, mm. to be connected to yourself and then you um prioritizing that there's also this need for us to be connected and so yeah how the point being you know you really don't have to do anything you know you don't have to you don't have to be anything extra or do anything extra mm-hmm. um, by just being you're worthy of that connection. So um, it's cool that, that that song came up for you and that we both sang it, or sang it.
0: Yeah, it's a sweet, sweet, special song. So that's the idea of origin. That's the holy idea for force. All right,
1: and so then we'll move along to the fixation for fours, which is melancholy. And so that is an ego-led drive of discouragement, um, feeling like nothing is worth their time, uh, feeling like things won't be as balanced or harmonious as the four wants them to be. And so I think I always like to try to help us understand like how this can look um but again keeping in mind that it's not a one size fits all Um, Mm -hmm. but just kind of give you some examples what I've observed is that this is not so much um what's the movie the feelings movie Mm
2: -hmm. inside out out with sadness
1: right you know so sadness is like at times like bawling laid out just on the floor (laughs) (laughs) just like so it's not it's not necessarily always this like this this visible emoting yeah. um but that whole vibe is there and it can be like a kind of like a checking out um a withdrawing like a shutting down kind of giving up mm-hmm. um is how I've observed how this can how this can look in fours um and yeah it's just you know being in this 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 space mentally where it just it just feels like, you know, what's the point? You know, um just totally discouraged and bombed. And yeah. so um so fours can just kind of withdraw and shut down.
0: Yeah. And and separate. And they can yeah. kind of separate themselves. And that's that again the trick or the thing that they're, they're holding on to because the fixation is what happens, what we do when we lose sight of the holy idea. And so for fours, yeah, they're gonna take on this melancholic withdrawal, discouragement, um, because I'm not, I've disconnected from the holy idea, um, that I can just be, that there's nothing missing. Um, yeah. And the, the, sorry, I didn't answer the part about the trick or I didn't finish that thought is that then they, they don't get the thing that they're actually striving for, um, right. which is that belonging and connection.
2: Right. Right.
1: Yeah. Right. And they end up cutting themselves off. Mm from the thing that they are most um yeah, longing or a need of. And again, we all do this. Like each type has a way that Mm -hmm. this trick shows up where we Mm -hmm. end up becoming so preoccupied that we cut ourselves off from the thing that we are really, really longing for.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Or the belief that we want. And so when 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 fours are connected to the holy idea, when they are connected to that belief that everything can just exist just as it is, when they're connected to that, they display and exude a virtue, which is called equanimity. And equanimity means that um, with my connection to the belief that things can just exist as they are, and that can um, deserve belonging, I can be engaged with an emotional part of life without being consumed by it um i can be present to what's true in the moment and that painful things don't have to be a reflection of my deficiency or deserved lack of being um so that virtue shows up as this balance this place that um i can be up close to the emotional parts of life but i don't need to be reactive or um mm-hmm. completely swayed negatively or positively by them um i can sort of just stay even <clears throat> with with life and what life brings because I know that things can just exist as they are and that those things can create connection and they're deserving of connection regardless of if they're super, super, super great or super, super, super bad. Um, there's an equanimity to life. Yeah. Hey, so a part of our hope is to really connect with you guys. So we want to know what you're getting from this and what you want to learn more about on this podcast.
1: You can connect with Camille on Instagram at camille.logan.lcmhc.
0: And you can find Kim on Instagram at K Reese LCSW.
1: And you can follow us both on Instagram at Enneagram for the Culture. We've dropped the links in the show notes, so check those out too. And while you're there, go ahead and bless us with a rating and a review. Subscribe so you can be notified when our new episodes drop weekly, and share this with someone you know. We'll see you around. I love it. I love that you brought up you know the reactivity and mm. I think that that you know um, practically is helpful. So fours are reactive. Fours are. We'll get into like the groups, and I know fours like they're part of one of those like reactive groups. Mm-hmm. Um, but to to be able to use that. Um, to help signal to you how important it is to get regulated to help you tap into this, this virtue.
2: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, um,
1: the loss of equanimity leads to the passion for fours, which is envy. And that is falling into this believe that what is valued and needed is outside of the four, mm. um, and it's also it's unavailable it's the feeling like um force are lacking and so very important distinction to make for like you know to, to again understand what we're talking about um we're not talking about like a jealousy mm-hmm. um, or even it doesn't not even necessarily like a coveting it's like um, it's really not from what I've observed it's really it's not it's not quite that calculated or or um organized it's like this very it just kind of seeps out um this feeling or this belief that as the four as an individual you're lacking
2: mm-hmm. like
1: that there's just something that's inherently flawed, wrong that you don't have enough, and um like what 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 it is you want um Others have it, mm-hmm. and you don't have access to it. It's slipping into that that whole emotional space um mm-hmm. and it can be it can be hard, but so helpful when force can learn how to like pinpoint that and be aware of like when it's starting to seep out, yeah, uh, and kind of knowing like what to do to keep it to keep it in check.
2: Yes. Yes.
0: Yeah. So, um, how does this show up for black fours in particular, this whole, um, holy idea and the fixations and the passions and virtues. Um, and another song that came to mind for me (laughs) when we were talking this through, um, was, uh, Beyonce's Renaissance part one, um, just came out. Well, not just actually, it's been about two months maybe, but you know, it feels like, feels like it's just, just the other day because I feel
1: like I'm still listening to it. Like it. Just uh, that's, that's the type of art it is, is that you can listen to it over and over and over and mm-hmm. over and it doesn't get old.
0: It doesn't get old. So anyway, so yes, it still feels like yesterday, but it's been, it's been a minute. Um, and um, we, I thought of the song alien superstar um, mm-hmm. and the lyrics for that. And just, this idea of uniqueness. And and I know that, you know, we've been joking lately on the internet about that line, the unique. Um, But um, I was looking over the lyrics as we were thinking through this. And there's so much in here um, that really like speaks to the essence of a four of the unicorn is the uniform you put on. Um, And then this one section that says, we dress a certain way, we walk a certain way, we talk a certain way, we paint a certain way, we make love a certain way. All of these things we do in a different, unique, specific way that is personally ours. Um, and wow. so good. and all of course, all of us are secretly alien superstars. But fours really embody this yeah. of, um of just being that unique, different individual like person. um, and they do that naturally, um mm-hmm. because that's their their gift and their superpower. Um, and again, recognizing that you don't have to do that to be loved, but um, yes, just being able for Black Fours, we talked about the uniqueness, but then sadly, what kind of came up for me as I was thinking about this is that some not sometimes a lot of times in history, um that that uniqueness was sometimes pushed out of of black people, um because it would be seen mm-hmm. as um well, a lot of things it could be seen as it was probably pushed it was pushed out by white people because you you know you can't be too unique i think beyonce even has another line in um black is Ki- black black is king and she talks about like um just just how special we are um and um it's going to bother me what song that is um to look that up but just how special we are and so that being pushed out of no you can't shine too bright you can't you can't be too unique because that's going to be a threat to us um and so we need to subdue you we need to um kind of push you down right and that was done um to black people and yeah. then what then happens is that gets sort of infected in us as black people and then sadly we then sometimes push each other down for being too unique um a out of safety um there was probably a necessity of that out of care and concern but then sometimes it can still you know look like um like a pitting against each other um, and that you can't be that way. You need to be this way. And this is the right way to be. Um, But again, that first, what happened was that was done to us. um, And that's not okay. And so with this idea for black fours really kind of reclaiming that uniqueness, Uh reclaiming that you are one of one, you are an alien superstar um, and that own it. Right. And and that that is um, it's first of all, unfair that 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 happened to to us and to to fours but then also that in black fours in particular but that to be able if it feels safe to be able to reclaim that uniqueness
2: Mm yeah I love
1: that yeah I love that um yeah I get so I get so I get so excited when I know that uh I'm I'm connected to a four be it like clients or friends or people that I meet because I just know that I'm about to be honestly I just know that they're gonna put me on and do dope. Like because mm-hmm. they just have such a appreciation for all things that are dope and unique and special. And so um it's just it's it is it's a it's like a I do I consider it like a, a privilege. I look I really look forward to learning from fours and just being connected to them
2: yes
0: and so with that right then what's connected to that so so like it's like almost like all of that comma um is that for fours and and there is a really core fear of abandonment um and that i will be alone and that i and then again that's what we talked about at the beginning that um what i really want is connection But I'm scared that if people um, if I'm not unique enough or if I'm not special enough or if I'm just ordinary, that I'm actually going to not be connected and I'm going to be abandoned by people. Um, And so they work really hard to try and create connection by being really unique. Um, But that that really going back to this place of let like I am enough um, and I and what happens is we don't want to abandon ourselves.
2: Um, to not be abandoned
0: by others, right? Mm -hmm. There's a thing that I'll sometimes say to clients, like clients, it'll say, I'll say, um, your fear of being abandoned by others doesn't mean that now you have to abandon yourself um, and abandon who you truly are, whether it is for, four, the message will be, whether it is super exceptional or whether it's just ordinary, you don't have to abandon that. Um, And so being able to recognize that belonging is, I was about to say your birthright, like belonging is part of just being human and we're all connected just as we are. And that we don't have to hustle for it in a way that abandons ourselves out of fear of being abandoned by others. Um, And that's, that's something we all have to remember um, as I say that out out loud. Um, But what I also thought of with this was that there's this really great, exchange with, um, in an interview with Maya, Maya Angelou. Um, and she talks about belonging and it's an, it's an interview back in like the seventies. And, um, she says this quote that says you're, you are only free when you realize you belong no place because you belong every place, no place at all. The price is high. The reward is great. And the interviewer responds back and says, do you belong anywhere? And Maya says, I haven't yet. And the interviewer says, do you belong to anyone? And she says back, more and more, I belong to myself. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm very proud of that. I'm very concerned about how I look at Maya. I like Maya very much. Mm-hmm. Um, so that belonging, again, is our birthright. But first and foremost, it's, it's a belonging with ourselves mm-hmm. um, and who we are just as we are. That's like something I feel like I keep repeating. Um, just who we are as we are is deserving of belonging
2: no matter what. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Um and we and and we can't you really can't do anything
1: to cut yourself off from that. Um except for losing sight of the fact that you do and will always belong to can to yourself. So mm. going back to you know, the wiz y'all know how much I love the wiz <laughs> 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 You know, and so one of one of the many reasons I feel like the whole the whole movie is about finding a sense of security within yourself, right? Home within mm-hmm. yourself. You don't have to um uh, go yes. through with to try to ask him for, you know, brains and courage and heart that it's that it's it's within you. And so um that that real, realizing that that again this fear that you will be cut off the, the only way that can happen is when you if you lose sight of and touch with um yourself. Um, mm-hmm. and that you do you belong to yourself, you always got you um that comes up a lot, you know in my work with with clients as well, you mentioned you know this notion of not i'll I'll tell clients don't dip out on yourself right, mm-hmm. even in session, right? Something'll come up, and you can see clients start to like try to avoid it or um shame themselves or be mm-hmm. critical of themselves, and it's like, wait, wait, hold on, just slow down and just like hang out with yourself a little bit right there, just be with yourself, mm-hmm. um. And so it, that's it is it's that's so powerful and the more we can work to um, affirm and build that sense of belonging with ourselves um, for you know that that connection to others. it's just you know, it gets it's just stronger. It gets stronger and stronger. Um, yes hey y'all it's Kim again. I know, I know. I'm getting, i I'm, I'm, I'm been real chatty. Um, but I won't be before you long. This is gonna be really quick. I just had to say, you know, I know we've said uh before that we have some incredible listeners, and we do. Y'all are incredible listeners. Our, our audience has grown, we are deep now. We have people even listening internationally. Um, we literally have people who are listening from all over the world. Um, but y'all are also great listeners because you know what? Y'all follow instructions. You do. I came to you a few episodes ago and I asked you to check out what's going on over at ME and you have, you've been subscribing, you're telling your girls. And so I just, I appreciate that y'all are incredible listeners. Um, you know, we're headed into the latter part of this year and it's, it's on my heart to get started right away. So I want to, Extend an invitation to a very, a small group of women um, for a very specific purpose, uh, for a fraction of the cost, to celebrate the launch of um, the courses and coaching that's gonna be coming out of the Melanated Enneagram and to get us ready for what is to come in the new year. So if you're a black woman and you have a purpose in your heart, um, but you are, or have been struggling with motivation, right? And that can look like disappointment, fear, maybe you tired, sis. Um, Or maybe you find yourself wanting to get back to a certain time or energy or version of yourself in order for you to move forward. If this sounds like you, I want to work with you now. Um, This is a time limited thing. I'm only offering a few slots. This is one-on-one time with me for two 60-minute sessions, like I said, with very specific outcomes that we're gonna tackle here. And it's gonna be for half the price of my one-on-one coaching services. If this is something you're interested in, two things. I want you to subscribe if you haven't already. And then I want you to hit me up. Shoot me a DM on the Melanated Enneagram or shoot me a text, I'm gonna put that information. In the show notes, let's go. You got more? Um, I
0: finally found the lyric that I was referring to, okay. the Beyonce lyric. So going back to the alien superstar part about, unfortunately, that that our uniqueness was pushed out of us by oppressors, um, was, I thought of the line, in it's Black Parade by Beyonce when she says, um, being Black, maybe that's the reason why they always mad. Mm-hmm. Um That like just for existing and being unique and being our amazing human gorgeous selves. That that's maybe why they've always been mad, Um, and that that was then turned against us to hurt. Um, And that's you know all the things, all the words, ugly, wrong, angering, disgusting. (laughs) List can go down on and on, Um, but that again, that that was done to us and then sadly we do it to each other um
2: and that we can be unique and special just as we are
1: that could probably be a whole nother episode (laughs) do you um did you read did you have did you read the willie lynch letters by chance at any point no that sounds awful (laughs) well yeah it is but in it like he's essentially writing out this whole strategy um that slave masters owners used to pit black people against themselves it's a mm-hmm. very strategic plan
2: mm-hmm.
1: um that they used mm-hmm. to manipulate and brainwash mm-hmm. us into mm-hmm. believing that we mm-hmm. um aren't who we are and that mm-hmm. and if if in he talks about how like if you can mess with the Black man and the Black woman how there will be this trickle down and it'll have just this immense effects on the Black family and Black community mm-hmm. I mean it's
2: mm-hmm.
1: very 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 clear mm-hmm. um that what you're saying that
2: mm-hmm.
1: they peep how Great, we are, mm-hmm. um, how much, how excellent we are, how many gifts mm-hmm. we have. Mm-hmm. And they knew, and I would argue, still know how much, how impactful that can be when we know that. Mm-hmm. And so, unfortunately, they perceive that as a threat. Mm-hmm. So, they've worked so hard for generations.
2: Hundred of
1: us believe mm-hmm. that we aren't as excellent and great as we
0: are. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 100%. 100%. Um, yeah. Yeah. And so we have to know how excellent and great we are. We have to be those alien superstars. We have to be unique. And part of, part of what the, probably the strategic plan of pinning against each other was, oh, look at that person. They're they're walking this way, or they're doing that over here, or they're like if we can if if I was a white like slave owner, yeah, I'm gonna want the black people to start pointing at each other, so you don't point at me. So me let me point out the differences between y'all, whether it's colorism and pigmentation, whether it is um, sexual orientation, whether it's bodies, whatever. So that so that you can point at it for each other. And then y'all can get mad at each other and not not point at me um and that's hundreds, hundreds of years um of that kind of thinking, and so that seeps into us um without us even knowing it um that that is what that was about um and that's horrible, but yeah, all of that what you were just saying with that that story, and then for four so fours like be your unique selves be shine, 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 shine where it's safe. Um, but, um, and uh, yeah, again, like there is so many narratives of how to be black. Right. And a four can say, I want to do it you this unique way.
2: (laughs) Um, and that's okay. All right. Speaking to, um, the,
1: this, you know, the fixation being melancholy, um or even just the of uh, the sensitivity mm-hmm. i know i think we i think we touched on this some in season 1 um but for black people there being these stigmas narratives messaging barriers for us as people black people to honor the parts of ourselves feel very deep um or Maybe even sad hmm. um or sensitive, like there's this at times just you know we'll tell we tell one another, um, or we tell ourselves that that's not okay, you know that if you do feel really deep or sadness like that there's something wrong and that you need to be careful, you know that you need to not slip into that, that you need to um. You know that that could even maybe potentially be dangerous mm-hmm. um or you know that that again like we don't you don't have time to mm-hmm. feel all of that um mm-hmm. that there's so much that we are faced with that we have to deal with that we are up, up against that there's no time to let yourself access these these deep emotions, mm-hmm. and so I, it can just it can present as um a conflict mm-hmm. for black force to have um to go to this space mentally at times um and to maybe you know have more more shame or guilt about it, mm-hmm. in per- particular as a person of color mm-hmm. um, and so again, be aware of that um mm-hmm. and like Camille has already said, and it'll be one of the things we we talk about as far as just like practical tips for fours is um being true to yourself, yeah um, authentic um. And at the same time, like we've already said, you know, working towards a place of balance, essentially, Mm -hmm. where you give yourself permission to feel how you feel, Mm -hmm. uh, but also, you know, it's not, you're not being um, too reactive. Um, You're not, you know, you have the tools and resources to help yourself to get regulated.
2: Yeah. 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 So let's jump into those.
0: Let's jump into those practical tips um, for fours in general. But then, you know, everybody, everybody can use a practical tip.
1: Yes. One more thing. And Oops. this just builds on what you've already said or we've already said. So the envy part that we've yeah. mentioned for fours and how that can show up, um, I think it's, it's in particular for black fours, um, mm. knowing that you're not defective,
2: <laughs> mm-hmm. Um uh, and
1: and and, like you already explained, mm-hmm. being able to realize how much um racism mm-hmm. and white supremacy has played mm-hmm. a role in black people believing that mm-hmm. there's something wrong with us mm-hmm. that we're not enough and that we aren't effective. um and being able to yeah, know that that's what that is and call it out and not and don't fall for that belief.
0: Don't fall for it, but yeah, 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 um I was telling
1: Kim before we started,
0: I was in a training the last couple of days with, um, Resma, um, who wrote my grandmother's hands, which is a really, really popular, um, book on racialized trauma. Um, and he really comes at it from a very like somatic body-based place. Um, and the training, like he had, he had a couple of like thesis points that like, he kept really hammering in, but one that he really kept hammering in is we are, you are not defective. We are not defective. Um, And that, 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 again, that was a message that was um, pushed into us um, and really reclaiming that like, no, I am not.
2: Um, And that, yeah, I just, that that you just said that reminded me of that conversation. So tips for fours
1: it's really um important, you know, going back to what you've mentioned about um rejection
2: mm-hmm. abandoned fours. yep, yeah, mm-hmm.
1: yeah, so like we said with with fours, um you've said this before, very eyes in um, mm-hmm. and um introjection is a thing mm-hmm. for fours. Um, so not projection where, um, you kind of take your stuff and spew it on others. It's like the opposite. Like you take other people's stuff and you internalize it and, and make meaning of what's happening externally about you. Mm -hmm. Um, and so with all of this happening for fours, this fear of like being cut off, um, being rejected, not being accepted, not being connected um it's really real for fours mm. and so knowing as a four like what can activate that within you or for you so like we're saying personal rejection um i've seen this look like kind of like hypervigilance with people when it comes to like um if they are being slighted or mm. demeaned right mm-hmm. so like if somebody's maybe like taking a jab um not wanting to appear defective um, or being misunderstood. These are all things that can kind of trigger um, or be activating for fours when it comes to that fear of being cut off, being rejected, being abandoned. And so knowing for you as an individual, what those activators look like and knowing how to ground yourself, Mm -hmm. um, how to regulate yourself when that happens.
2: Yeah, yeah.
0: Um, yes. And, and part of that really is first knowing that you are activated, um, just paying attention to the body sensations. And, um, sometimes I call them like little pricks, like the, the internal pricks that happen. Like, um, sometimes I'll notice when somebody says something and a little, a little bit inside of me just goes like, um, like noticing those in your conversations and interactions with people, because that's going to help you to like flesh out and notice that, oh, I just got activated there. Something pricked me. Um, and sometimes it's a prick and sometimes it's a big blow. Um, and so noticing your that in your body so that you can then ground and regulate. Um, and so just slowing all of that down, um, paying attention in the moments um, to be able to give yourself what you need so that we're not reactively um, mm-hmm. reacting which again we talked about that reactivity with with fours. So any of your practices to ground and regulate um you know you're going to want to do your grounding which means that I'm going to feel myself connected to the earth or to the, like the solid things around me. Um I'm going to take my deep breaths. I'm going to orient. Where am I in time and space right now? Um where am I making contact with the chair? Where is my back? Um where are my feet? um, where are the doors and windows? Um, how yeah. can I be present here? Um, so that I don't basically, I honestly don't know another way to kind of say this. So I don't like tailspin out of here, like, like internally, uh, just kind of, you know, that there's a gif of like Alice in Wonderland, like falling down a hole, like, and I'm, like laughing because it feels like that for me. <laughs> I'm gone, gone unregulated. We are falling down a spiral. Um, yeah. And I, I'm like, bye. <laughs> um, and so being able to be aware of like, ooh, ooh, it's happening. It's happening. How do I get back? How do I stay here? How do I stay present? Not make this into a story all of that. And just what Kim like really laid out for four is that can happen in those scenarios. And then it can be this reactive, something's wrong with me. I'm defective. Nobody understands me. Therefore I don't belong. Therefore I'm by myself. Um, that can kind of get, go down, that can happen really quickly and in a spiral form. And so just being able to slow it down and ground yourself back to the present would be important.
1: Yeah. And, um, this will kind of tie into the next one, which is um
2: mm-hmm.
1: asserting yourself, um your truth, speaking up, um, assuming that it's quite probable that some of these activators that we just mentioned will happen when you are like actively in relationship with someone, maybe you're having a conversation with someone or you're interacting with someone, right. know that it's okay for you to like name it you know to say I'm overwhelmed I'm activated I know you may not want to say I'm triggered I know you may not want to say that in in an interaction with somebody else but you can Mm -hmm. but just knowing that it's you can honor that like you can speak up and and that that in itself is a way to get grounded Mm -hmm. by naming like what's happening saying it out loud Mm -hmm. um but then again, like if you, when you're interacting with somebody else, like give yourself permission to, if you need to step away, right. If you need to go and take care of yourself, like you can do that. You, you have permission to do that. Yeah. Um, And so just more generally when it comes to this tip, um, fours can struggle with speaking up mm-hmm. Um, going back to, you know, this, this, this preoccupation with, um, you know, being accepted and, um and people you know seeing them um for who they are in this fear mm-hmm. that if they don't that they won't be connected anymore and so there can be times where us like really do have emotions or something to say and they don't say it because they don't want um to be cut off and so um to work on asserting yourself and your knowing your truth Mm-hmm. Um, to go back to helping with some of those messages and the downward spirals that can happen. Um, knowing your truth can be a, a great way to ground yourself. Um, it can be a great place to ground yourself in your truth. And so speaking it um, mm-hmm. can help with that. And I've seen that it can also really help for us with uh, establishing trust with themselves um yes which you know is is critical going back to like you know that sense of belonging yes um, and being connected to yourself is to be able yes. to trust
2: yes 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 i love
1: that
0: um and kind of on another side of that or another side of of the trusting yourself um just being yourself um yeah. is this idea of um, or a practice of when you're in conversation with people for fours, when you're in conversation with people or you're connecting with people, I know Kim just said, speak up, but what what we're, I'm going to talk about right now is also knowing that I don't always have to speak up in a way that's going to be the most unique or the most special or the most, um, it doesn't, I don't have to, um, do that to belong. Um, I can speak up. Just because it's who I am and what she's saying, I can speak up because I'm trusting myself and trusting my voice. I'm just speaking up and I don't have to in a way that's going to seek out. I have to do this so that I can belong with these people. And so the practice for that would be as you're listening, just allowing yourself to just be to just be in the conversation, not tamping your voice down, but just allowing yourself to just show up as you're showing up. I'm um, not feeling like you have to tell this great, unique story or add this unique, Line to the conversation, um, that you don't have to verbally reference something that you've done or, um, experienced. Um, it can just, you can just be, you can just show up. Um, and that, that alone, um, is worthy of connection and, and belonging. Um, so practicing that of how do I just show up ordinarily? How do I just show up, um, without the extra airs? Mm-hmm.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um,
1: so you can, you can practice this by, um, on a day-to-day basis, making room to focus on the things that are ordinary mm-hmm. um, and mundane, mm-hmm. not particularly special or unique. You can, you can intentionally try to practice that on a day-to-day basis, and that will help you Um, with being able to do what Camille just said, kind of practicing it with, with yourself Mm -hmm. um, or when it comes to you and your relationships. Mm -hmm. Um, so, and being able to recognize when you do tend to shift and, um, start to focus on how things aren't special or what's lacking or what's missing or how things can be better to just very gently, um, just bring yourself back to the present um and um and and look for how you can have an appreciation for what's ordinary in mm-hmm. the moment and realize yeah. and that that's, that that in itself like being able to practice that is meaningful
0: and that there's nothing lacking that there's nothing missing um in that moment or in that experience um it just is and it can exist as it is that equanimity it's neither um it's neither the highest of highs or the lowest of lows. It can just be, um, which is that practice of, of focusing on the ordinary and mundane. Um, I feel that a lot as a seven, um, we I've heard that like, obviously a lot of numbers, we all have little connect. We were like, oh, I like, you'll hear something in a number and you'll be like, Oh, I get that. Um, and when I, the thing that connects me and we always want to actually try and do that. You always want to listen to all the numbers and be like, uh, what about that number feels familiar to me? Um, and that's for everything. I mean, Kim, probably a lot of this feels familiar <laughs> for you talking oh about gosh, image yeah. and, and the the connection of belonging. And for me, what I, what I connect to on fours is this part about the lacking or missing, um, is that this feeling that if it's not – that there's something lacking and that I'm I'm afraid that there's going to be something lacking um, or missing. And that especially with the mundane um, that this ordinary moment could have been greater and I'm missing it. um, And there's a fear there of that for me as a seven. And so um, just, I just really co-sign that idea of practicing the ordinary and the mundane practicing the moments that are slow and quiet and not that not that great.
2: Um, we, were,
0: <laughs> we were joking about, I think like the fours that I know, I, I don't have a ton of really close fours, but the fours that I know, their Instagrams are these beautiful, just, I mean, that's a beautiful thing. These beautiful collections of of beauty. Um, and they're just um, these beautiful places and these beautiful trips and these beautiful things. But the, And that's great. We love that. Thank you for that. Um, you add value to the life, to the world with that. And not everything has to be like that and that you belong in the ordinary moments too. Um and so I was thinking about a poem that actually helped me um a lot um during the pandemic when things were very mundane and boring. Um I was struggling with that for my own separate reasons, but some you know it has a little bit of overlap. Um the quote is um the poem is from um a poet named Morgan Harper Nichols who I love. Um, and she is actually I was thinking about her when I was just thinking that we picked this poem, she, it has actually, I self-identified as a four. Um, yes. And so she is a black self-identified four, um, is yes. And she is amazing. I love all of her poetry and her words. Um, and the poem that I read during the pandemic is called, um, for the one at home on Saturday, this is going to be my offering to my four friends. Um, It says, it is okay if every weekend does not lead to big moments and campfires and laughter that carries on for hours and hours. Some weekends might be quiet still with plenty of room to contemplate. And in that contemplation room, there is room to grow. So hold those weekends dear. Don't see them as less or as threats to more exciting times. There is beauty and truth, even in the seemingly
2: mundane. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Thank you, Morgan. <laughs> that's beautiful. Yes. So that's what we've got. Yeah, I think that's a wrap. I feel like this episode really highlights that
0: idea that we have came to this whole season with is that paradox. Yeah, um, I agree. The paradox, because I, I can hear us saying, be unique. But be okay being mundane. (laughs) (laughs) Both are happening. And that is, that's what we're talking about. That's the trick is that naturally fours are unique, but you don't have to do that to belong. And if you cling to that, you're going to fall into the fixation. You're going to fall into the passion and you're going to lose sight of I can be unique and mundane and I can exist just in that place.
2: That's
1: it. That's it. I totally agree. I agree. I definitely like, before you read the poem for sure. Um I feel for I've said it before. There every now and then I'll be like,
2: what actually a four-wing three?
1: And then I look again, I'm like, no girl, you're three. <laughs> I really, really, really feel fours. um and absolutely heard and feel that this in this episode and and, and walking through. Um this for fours, how that you're right, like it's so clear. Um, the trick that we've been re- referring to, this paradox that we're referring to. Um, so we appreciate our fours. Yeah.
0: Thanks for listening and hanging out. Ju- just as you are, we appreciate our fours just as they are.
1: All right, y'all. That's a wrap. We will see you in the next episode. See you on the next episode.